Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to episode four of Beyond the Negotiation on Belief Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with my co-host and friend, Higgins Success. This week, we're taking on a very, very critical part of the agent year. That is, dun, 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 recruiting. So we're going to break it down. We're going to be honest. Like I said in the beginning, maybe too honest, but we're going to give you the honest the reality of recruiting as it is for us. This is not going to be for everybody, but it's for us. So Higgins, first and foremost, how was your weekend? Hey, what's up, Sam? You know, here we are. The tropical storm, we we made it through the tropical storm. We did. Yeah, we, we mean, we're both impacted a little bit by that tropical storm this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I had a pretty good weekend. Shout out to my Gators for beating Georgia finally. Uh, go Gators. Go Gators. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, what, what it's been like four years since we beat Georgia. So yeah. it was definitely a good feeling to, you know, to come out on top. But like you said, just, you know, lots of rain, lots of high winds. So pretty much spent majority of it indoors and just watching television, watching um, sports pretty much. How about you? Well, it was, it wasn't my typical, you know, sit in the same spot. Although I did, I did watch the UNC Duke game in the spot. And then I had to go get ready because it was my mom's uh, birthday. So we went out, we had fun. And then I watched NFL Sunday in the spot and it was, it was wonderful. I really, I enjoyed, I think there were some really great games. Shout out to Bill's Mafia. Uh, I think that was a, a stellar performance from the entire Buffalo Bills team. And I think you know, really quick, give a little shout out to Bill's Mafia for what they've done in the uh, in the community with raising money for Oshai Hospital on behalf of Josh Allen. I saw it was a comparison to when Brett Favre's uh, father passed. And I actually have to agree. I think it was it was something special that that happened in Buffalo. And I'm sad that fans weren't able to be there, but it's it's an awesome thing. And, you know, shout out to Western New York. I miss you and I'm sending my love from Florida. But uh, if you haven't seen uh, the Western New York community raised over $200,000 for their local children's hospital within shoot, like two days on behalf of Josh Allen's grandmother passing. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that that's cool, man. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, that, that was a very gutty performance by the Bills. Very impressive performance, obviously. Yeah. Um, Josh played a wonderful game. You know, it was very back and forth, back and forth, and they pulled it out at the end. I mean, I I was they they looked very solid. So you know, you know, so got we got a lot of football left in the NFL. So I never make Super Bowl projections. It's so funny. People ask me, they go, "Who's gonna be in the Super Bowl?" It'd be like Week One, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Like, me that today, it was like, so who you got for the Super Bowl? Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, what? Yeah, yeah. no, 
no clue <laughs> i have no <laughs> especially this year who knows it could be us i mean i could be playing in the super bowl this year probably not but you never know but anyways shall we dive into recruiting yes 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 we are in mid the middle of recruiting and it definitely looks a bit different this year but there are some things that definitely stay the same throughout every year of recruiting so the first and foremost thing Higgins, how do you decide what players you're going to recruit? What things do you look for in a player? Uh, um, well, I mean, for me, as far as, you know, deciding on which guys to recruit and go after, um, I, I pretty much trust my gut. I pretty much try to go with my gut feeling mm-hmm. um, about a player. So normally I tend to you know, try to go after defensive guys because I'm a defensive guy myself. So I just find it a little easier for me when I'm watching those guys play, when I'm watching film, I find it a little easier to actually, you know, break down what I'm seeing to actually analyze the player knowing defenses, right? So I know I kind of have an idea what they should be doing at that time, mm-hmm. right? So obviously on the offensive end, you know, I don't have that knowledge. I don't have, you know, that depth of background knowledge uh, most of the time with offensive guys. So I do prefer um, defensive guys. I prefer bigger guys. I know a lot of people, you know, they, they love the sexy picks of, you know, cornerbacks or defensive backs and receivers. (laughs) I like the big and uglies, man. I like, I like those big. They're not ugly. Uh, I mean, they play an ugly style, right? So they play an ugly style. So, I like those big linebackers. I like those big edge rushers, defensive end type of guys. Or, you know, if I'm on the offensive side, I um, prefer those left tackles, right? So mm-hmm. for me, that's pretty much, you know, what where I go for. That's like my preference as far as players. So do you recruit, do you look at things, I guess you could say off the field or like, value wise or things of that nature so do you look at that at all like okay is this going to align with myself as an agent and what I strive to be or is it kind of strictly business in that sense well I mean for me it it has to you know I have to look at that I have to look at the off the field stuff obviously um, because I know that the teams are looking at it right so it's part of what they look at you know, when they're deciding who to draft, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we've heard stories about guys falling in the draft based on, you know, their surrounding, based on their friends, based on the people that they associate with. Yes. So as an agent, you know, I, I have to take that same precaution when I'm recruiting a player, right? Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, see your family makeup, you know, the dynamics of the family, you know, that, that plays a huge part, you know, because that's going to tell you a lot about that player that's going to, you know, explain some things that maybe that player does or maybe that they don't do. If mm-hmm. you know their background or their upbringing, that will probably explain a lot of that. So for me, yes. I definitely tend to, you know, I, I want to know about your background. I want to know, you know, where you're from, the the environment that you're you're being raised at because throughout your career, you're probably going to be going back to that place, right? A lot of guys go back home during the off season, you know, if they're doing camps or they're just going for a week or two. So those things matter to me. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm the same way. I mean, obviously, I did not play defense or offense. (laughs) 
in college, but I look at, you know, I definitely look at different things and, and I do rely on some very trusted people that I had, you know, ask advice for and definitely get, you know, their honest opinion on, but a lot of it comes from my own intuition. A lot of it comes from the values that align at least with me. And, you know, the X's and O's definitely do matter. And there, there are a lot of ways that agents, you know, for all, you know, people that are interested in becoming an agent, there are a lot of ways that you can, you know, get that information. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it might seem kind of intimidating at first, but you definitely, definitely kind of get the hang of it. And it actually gets kind of funny where you'll uh, kind of, and this goes into our next question on recruiting style, you'll go on social media and you will follow somebody that you're interested in recruiting and you're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is following them. So-and-so is following them and this and this and this. And you're like, oh man, I'm like so behind. <laughs> Do you get that? Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. All the I, time, I, all I, the I time. But in all honesty, I don't pay attention to it. Like if I mean, I'm I don't really either. I just find it funny. I'm like, yeah, well, at least we're all going after a good person. So whoever, sorry to cut you off, but I, I have this mentality and call me crazy, but this is my mentality. So if there are five agents that I can see that are recruiting the same player and I kind of, I like all those five agents. I know them. I respect them. At the end of the day, I want that player to sign with the agent or agency that is going to be best for him. I'm not going to sit here and be salty because at the end of the day, we got to keep the train moving. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. But I want him to have the best fit for him. If it's not me or it's not you or it's not, you know, the other agents that I know, okay, you know, we can let it rest. But it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting time. But anyways, so we like a player. Let's let's do a little scenario here. We like a player. I like a player. So that player. So first and foremost, you're you're let's way backtrack. You are certified. You're ready to go. Paid your dues with the PA. You paid your insurance. You've got your LLC for your agency. What's next? Okay, I like somebody in the state of South Carolina at let's say Clemson. I like a player at Clemson. So now what do you do? Legally, you have to register with that state. Yes, you have to. No, it doesn't matter that you have your certification, your license with the PA. You have to register with the state. And certain states are a lot more strict than others. That's just the reality of it. But I'm not advocating for not registering, but you, certain states are strict and certain states are not so strict. But so you like the player in South Carolina. Higgins, what's the next step? I mean, like you said, you have to register within those states. I think right now there's about 40, 43 or 44 states that have some sort of player agent registration link. Right? And laws. So, and laws, right? So some of them you have to pay a fee. Some of them you don't have to pay a fee. The fees range, right? I know, for instance, here in Florida, it was $500. I think they just um, it's like 850 now. Okay, so there you go, right? So the state of Texas, probably around the same amount, California and all of those states. Alabama, uh, yeah. Right. Personally, I know I've had to um register in the state of Kentucky because I represented a player there once. So in order for me to attend Pro Day, 
I had to register and pay a fee. So I was only there for maybe six hours. I've only been there for, you know, that one day as far as recruiting purposes, but I had to pay a fee. I think it's like 300 bucks um, along with the registration form. So you definitely want to make sure that before you reach out to the player, before you, you know, you start engaging in conversations about representing them, that you check those states' websites, that you check yeah. to make sure that you're following the rules and the guidelines. Because there can be severe. severe. Yeah. <laughs> Going into, <laughs> are you ready for this, guys? Are you ready? So actually, personally, so I am this year actually looking at a player in the state of North Carolina. So when I went to the, I kind of knew from some um, friends in the industry that North Carolina is pretty strict, but I didn't know how strict and that's okay. That's fine. I wasn't going to try to go around the rules or anything. So when I went to look, me being me, I started to do some research and I found out actually why about 10 years ago, there was an agent that had tried to bring some money to the table in some way, shape or form. I don't know if it was actual cash. I don't know if it was something that was, you know, a, a watch, or, you know, something of material uh, value. But in the state of North Carolina, that's a felony. And when I was applying for my registration, I saw that was very clear of felony. And at that point, you know, I was like, whoa, yeah, they're not playing here. You have to know and you have to be aware because when it's that severe, you know, you're totally going from, you know, okay, you're not, it's not a misdemeanor, it's a felony. And, and then in this situation, um, the agent had pled guilty to 13 felony charges uh, from 2010. And it was for providing illegal benefits to players in an attempt to get them to sign with him when they turn professional. And it also is the law for us as agents that governs us. But a felony is, you know, when you think about a felony, that's nothing you want to even entertain, obviously, because you can lose your license. You will lose your license at that oh, point in time. So pay attention. You know, pay attention to the state guidelines because you just have it's it's easier to just it might be a little hassle. You have to fill out some paperwork, but it's definitely worth it in the long run. So you can be able to talk to the players and be compliant and actually get in with good graces at the school because you know once they know you, they get to know you, whether or not the player signs with you, you know, you want to recruit someone the next year. Oh, well, I remember Sam or I remember Higgins. Okay. You know, they're registered here. They're in good standings. You know, it's the same thing. So you just have to make sure every state that you recruit in, you make sure you're in good standing with. Right. Most definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. And like you said, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're recruiting 10, 15 guys, so you registering in, you know, 10, 15 different states throughout the year, that can, that can add up. All right. As yeah. Far as I didn't talk about the money part. Right. Yeah. So that, that kind of leads us into our next question, Sam. All right. Do you really, do you have like some sort of a budget when you're, when you're sitting down and you're starting your recruitment process, do you go in with the mindset to say, okay, here's, here's how much I'm, you know, allocating towards recruiting players this year. Now that don't, that don't, I don't want you to include actual 
you know, after the players are assigned, spending money on training, things like that, but try to strictly on recruitment part. Yeah, I do. I always put state fees. I have like a little section on my um, budget for the year for state fees. If it's going to be a state that I haven't recruited in um, because that, that can, it is what it is. I mean, that's a non-negotiable there, you know, it is what it is. And I always, you know, put probably about a thousand dollars towards that just for like the state fees. Cause if it's a, if it's a state and if I really feel like that player, you know, I really want to go after him and you have to do, you have to do it the right way. There's no way of doing it under the table or anything of that nature. So Yes, I do have, I'd say about a thousand dollars, at least for me. So, I mean, at at the end of the day, obviously, you know, so there there's, but I do, I I do allocate X number of dollars towards, you know, registering with each state um, that where I plan to recruit guys. And then for, for me, you know, that, that plays a part in it, right? Because if you're talking to a player and, you know, you're communicating with that guy and it's not going anywhere, then, you know, that's a sign to, you know what, all right, there's no point of going through this registration process, right? So, I mean, you don't want to be out there just registering and filling out paperwork just because, and you look up, you're registered in 30 states, all right? But you're not even talking to players in all 30 states because that can be costly. So, I mean, in the agent business, we want to try to cut costs as much as possible, but you do have to um, do what's right. What about traveling? Like, do you spend... Like, do you allocate or do you budget for traveling, dinners, hotels? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And that goes into our conversation. I want to say it was episode, probably episode two uh, about the cost. But when we talked about budgeting, I do. I always put kind of projected how many players that I plan to sign. And shout out to my dad who helped me make it. But we always have, you know, we actually do like, we add it together. So we'll do recruiting. So it'll say like, say I went out in a normal year, you know, say I go out, you know, two times or one time, um, we'll have hotel flight or, you know, whatever it is, Uber food for myself. Cause at that point in time, we cannot buy them anything. Um, and then once they're signed, of course, you know, you usually have a dinner or a brunch or whatever you have, you know, to have that signing. And usually there's family involved. It's, it's usually a larger, larger gathering. And then after that, you know, you have to allocate the all-star game. You know, if they're in an all-star game, you have to allocate that money. So I don't, I kind of put it as like a client. So it's like, TBD client one, TBD client two, and then I allocate that money. I don't necessarily put it into like recruiting. For recruiting, I usually do kind of like, okay, do I need to register to a new state? Which I don't necessarily like, I'm never going to add states that I am not recruiting a player or I feel like I have a chance with a player because like you said, let you have to work smart. Anyways... <laughs> you do have to budget for things and I do I do I keep it because you have to I mean I think that that's where mistakes happen and I think that's where uh, at least agents kind of get overwhelmed because the costs can add up if you're not going in you know having a range and at least knowing what you should spend Um, and then as I said, I think in a previous podcast, sometimes you're going, you're going to have things that pop up. You always are. 
whether it's, you know, a player need his tire fixed or something of that sort, you're going to have things. So it's miscellaneous. And I know you're really good with this Higgins. I remember you were talking to me last year. You, you said you have like a miscellaneous kind of, uh, pot of money that you're ready for that you already allocated for, for when things pop up. Correct. Right. I mean, because like you said, things are going to happen, right? You can you can plan the perfect, you know, they say plan the perfect picnic, but you can't, you know, choose the weather. Um, so for me, I tend to, I, I want to make sure that when I do set my budgets, I allocate, you know, about 10 to 15% of that for those emergencies. Now, hopefully it don't happen, but if it does happen, then I, I'm okay. You're not scrambling. I already planned for it, right? So, going into our next question, questions we ask the players during recruiting. So, these are this is a good, good, good topic here. So, when you get a call, so if you if you do, so you know this is this is the reality of it. If you get a call with a player that you're recruiting. What do you ask them? And I'll be honest with you, a lot of the time it turns into the opposite. They're asking you all the questions and you're like, you're in the hot seat, but you have to be used, you have to be ready for it. You have to be on your, you know, your tip top shape. You got to go. But Higgins, what questions do you usually ask your players or prospective players? I mean, it, it, it really varies depending on the player because again before i even have that conversation i've done some homework on the player all right so it, it may be something that you know they're major you know what they're majoring in i always ask guys you know what are you planning on doing you know after football because obviously mm-hmm. we all know the nfl not for long right so average career is about three years <laughs> or a little under three years so you look at it if you break in at 22 you're out and retired by 25. So obviously, you know, you, you have the, another 50 years or so to yeah. live your life. So I always, you know, I always make sure I ask guys, what is it that they want to do, right? Okay, I look up your majors. All right, I see you majoring in sports management. What do you want to do with that degree? I have the same degree. And that kind of is like an icebreaker and pretty much just um, get the conversation going. So that's one of my go-tos as far as, um, you know, their plans after playing football. Um, I probably 90% of the time um, ask guys about their families, right? Mom and dad, just to kind of see the situation. If they're not on the call. Right. If they're not on the call, right? So, I mean, just to see, you know, just to see the situation, you know, just to learn a little more about those guys because obviously – you know, your upbringing plays a part in, you know, a lot of the athletes um, because at the end of the day, you're a person, you know, so if they come from, mm-hmm. you know, a certain household, they're going to react differently to certain things, right? They're going to respond differently to certain things, right? For instance, you know, if you get a kid that maybe did not grow up with a dad in the household and they were, they were the man in that house, now coming in, you know, as an agent and you're trying to, you're not even trying to be their dad, but you're just trying to bring some stability and some discipline because that's part of your job, right? Hey man, you have to make sure you, you go to work out at this time. You know, you have to make sure, you know, you're missing your massage Your mis- is at this time. They may not, everybody don't react to that, right? Everybody don't take that in the same way. So, you know, you try to figure out, you know, their upbringing and their backgrounds in the beginning so you can know how to deal with that individual. 
What's totally. your go-to question? What What do you talk about? <sighs> Mine's going. <laughs> my recruiting conversations definitely, and I can speak for probably all women that are NFL agents. I don't know. There's probably what about like eighty of us now. I think we we grew quite a bit less uh, less agent class, but there's probably about eight, 80 to ninety of us out of what eight hundred. Right. Agents. About 10%, right? About 10%. Yeah, we're we're still very slim and few. It's going to be different, especially if you are independent like myself and you're doing this solo. <laughs> it's it's one of those things you go in and you you have to be strong because and you have to know. And and we do. And that's the thing. I think all of us we do. We know what we're talking about. We know what we can bring to the table, but you're you're almost being it's it's almost like an interrogation at times and I don't think it's meant to be but I think because we're such I don't want to say unicorns but kind of uh, we have to really really just kind of be on top of everything and then that's that's no problem I always the same thing with you I think if I'm going, I've already done research. It's not just like, oh, I see numbers 88 on the, you know, that's not how it is. I've done research. I've talked to teams. I have done everything that I need and I'm interested in you, just like you have. So it's the same. You know, the reality is it's exactly the same as a male agent would do. But I think we have it's it's a little bit harder <laughs> it just is and you know i'm not going to play the female card too much cuz you guys know i don't do that but it is and you know even being a small agency you get those questions too that are going to hit you you know well how do you compete with so and so and it's one of those things it's like <laughs> it's hard to say because <laughs> i mean don't i you- really <laughs> don't, you, don't you like when you're recruiting? Let's say you're recruiting a guy that's playing at a lower division, right? Let's say division D1 AA or D2. Don't you like when that player asks you, um, how are you going to compete with the bigger agents? In the back of your head, aren't you thinking like, how are you going to compete with the guys from Alabama, LSU? Florida I mean, like I don't you want to ask them that, that same question like- it's yeah that's that's in relation what it is and and you know it doesn't it doesn't matter you know that's the thing for me it's one of those things that at the end of the day projections and the teams the teams are gonna do business with agents they're not going to say I don't want to do business with X, Y, and Z because they're from a small agency. No, they're going to call the agent that represents the player that they want. And I mean, that's just what it is. And, And I think it's such a misconception. And it's something that I'm just like mind blown that people don't understand. At the end of the day, if you want to play in the NFL and you want to make the 53 man roster, and you have a solid shot, you will get there. You have to have the right people that are going to support you and the right people that are going to be there for you. Cause you know, it's, you know, if you get drafted in the late round or undrafted, you know, you might bounce around kind of like what Kamar did. You have to have the people on your team that are going to be team members, not just, Oh, well, sorry. You know, and I'm not saying that, but you have to make the right pick for where you're at in your career. You know, if you're a first rounder, 
obviously I get it. You know, that makes sense, but you just have to pick the right person for you and for where you're at. It's not this magical thing that an agent is going to change your projection. That's, that's the reality of it. And I mean, I hope I don't upset anybody saying that, but it's the reality of it. All right. And I mean, you, you spoke on briefly about, you know, just women in the business in general and some of the hurdles that you all may face while recruiting that, you know, us may not face. It can be upsetting. It really can, but I've managed to really just kind of not let it get to me. And that's good. And I mean, obviously, you know how I feel about you and the work that you do. And And my knowledge of the game. Right. And your knowledge of the game, you know, but so I definitely respect you as an agent. Um, But I definitely I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I, I, you know, I've had obstacles and, you know, different things like that. And, you know, even if it's outside of recruiting players, you know, we all deal with those things. Um, And all you can do, like you said, is just be better, just become a better person, you know, just become a, a better agent, right? So, and I mean, you have the perfect last name, right? You're a tiger. <laughs> you too, my friend. Success. So. You know what I mean? So, you know, that. so I'm, I'm that, that's what's up. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I will, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my gosh, I have been, you know, treated differently because I'm a woman. I don't feel that way. I really don't. I've had moments, but it also might be because I'm a small agency. You know, I'm not going to sit here. Of course, I've had my female agent moments where, oh, wow, like you're not a girlfriend. Yeah, I've had those moments. I've had those moments. I think we all have, you know, speaking of, but speaking of, speaking of girlfriends, how do you how do you find it when you're recruiting a player? Like, how do you find the like? the vibe between you and the girlfriend. I love them. They all become like my best friends. They become my friends. Yes, they are just great. They really are. I feel like me being me and just being like, I am what I am. And I think that as women, you know, I think women respect that. And I've never really had an issue with anybody because I always, even with my retired players, I think I learned very early uh, before I was certified working with, you know, so many amazing wives like Danny Jackson, Fred Jackson's wife, you know, we work so closely together. I, you know, the wives are and the girlfriends and everybody, they're such a great, great part of this whole process that I just, it's just, it's, it's every, it's a, it's a whole family, you know, it's a village, like we said in the first episode. And if you accept me, you know, and you believe in me, it's, it's the same, you know, we're going to watch the game together, whether it's virtually, you know, texting and yay, you know, this and that, you know, that's, that's the type, that's the type of agent I am. Now, um, obviously, we're talking about recruiting, you know, going on our personal experiences with recruiting or things that we've witnessed um, during recruiting. And I want to know, do you have a funny recruiting story? Is there like something that when you think about it, you're like, oh, my God, that was funny. You go first. Let me think. Okay. Um, Funny recruiting story um, for me. 
<laughs> so my 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 brother, I call him my brother, but um my brother and I, when we first started in the agent business, all right, so we're we're recruiting a player and we go watch the player. We go we we, we get on the road and we it's like a 10 or 12 hour drive. So we drive up and we're staying at this hotel. <laughs> And he's probably going to hear this episode and definitely is going to uh, get a good laugh out of it. So we're staying at this hotel. Mind you, keeping in mind, we're on a budget, right? Two young agents. Oh, you're in like a crap hotel. Right. So I'm in a crap hotel. Wait, can you say what it was? The hotel? Yes. Um, I don't even remember the name. What state? So I can get a picture in my head. So it was in Alabama. Uh, oh, was in Mobile, Alabama. So, oh, so it was like the Mobile Express one hundred and one type of. We were we were, so we check into our rooms and you know we get our keys and we we go into our room and you know we're just sitting there just watching some TV and watching the game and all of a sudden our the door pops open. So oh right so at that at that, at that moment hello right we're both like. You know, with a puzzled look on our face because it is not housekeeping. I mean, we're already checked in. You know, this is four or five o'clock in the after in the evening. <laughs> so they gave our keys to someone else. Like so oh. they they double booked our room and gave the keys to someone else. So we're sitting there and two strangers just open our hotel door and we're like, bro, what the heck just happened? And the rest of the night. <laughs> We did not sleep. So we pretty much stayed on guard the rest of the night until we were um, until we were ready to leave in the morning. I think we even like packed our bags and put it in the trunk of our car just in case. But that was probably the funniest recruiting story um so far, man. That that was awesome. shout out to my brother Bert, man. Um some great memories, great stories with Bert. So yeah, you need stuff. to not stay off those places off the highway. I hey, assume I it was I off the highway. I don't right? book those no more. I mean, you know, fortunately now the budget has increased, so I get to stay in nicer hotels and nicer rooms. But <sighs> hey, man, you got to remember those dark times. <laughs> but anyways, I don't really have a crazy recruiting story. I I actually enjoy all my recruiting. Whenever I go, I usually I go alone. You know being independent uh bloomfield indiana i cannot say more than amazing things about when i when i go recruit to a game or to meet a player i like you know you have to think about it this way you're going you're alone you're getting a rental car you're going into like usually a college town you know for the most part so me, I'm familiar with Indiana. I love the state of Indiana, but I had never been to Bloomfield. So I'm going to IU last year. I'm driving in the dark. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's so dark. But I got there and it was just, it was fantastic. It was, everybody was just so nice. And I, unfortunately, I didn't get to go back for pro day because it got canceled because of COVID. But, you know, there are just so many positives with recruiting and I don't have any bad stories. I don't. I think it's, you know, I think the biggest obstacle for me is the whole, the female thing and being a small agency. You know, I yeah, think it's like a double whammy. But I do have to say, after I get off the call, I usually get positive feedback because I am, 
I know what I'm talking about. And I think anybody that's listening, if you're a woman, if you're, you know, first year in the business, just be confident. That's all you can be and be honest, be honest, uh, because that's just what it is. You know, you don't know all 32 GM, just be honest and be true to yourself. And you have to represent the players that want to be with you. Good advice. Good advice. You're giving all these good advice and it's for free too. <laughs> Anyways, this weekend, we got a lot of reschedules going on. So what are you excited about this weekend? Um, what are you for, doing? Are you doing anything crazy? Are you traveling? Uh, I am traveling. It's not for, you know, agent business. Uh, one of my best friends is um, he's having a birthday weekend in Memphis. Oh. So I'll be in Memphis this weekend. But as far as um what i'm looking forward to and it has nothing to do with football or sports but it's the uh episode of blacklist so that's my favorite television show the blacklist never seen that in my life. you never oh my oh man so go on netflix start the blacklist. i don't have time to catch It'll up change your life It'll i don't have time to catch up the blacklist with raymond reddington you're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. So, yes. It's, it's a comedy? Play. No, it's um, it's basically action and... Um, like I don't like action. <laughs> Try it. All right, I'll watch an episode. See, thank you. But, yeah, you're I'm looking welcome. forward to that. And, obviously, you know, I'll try to catch a game here, too. But most of my games this weekend will probably be recorded. Everyone that's listening, thank you guys for... You know, obviously, you want to make sure you subscribe each and every Friday. Tune in on your favorite podcast platform, Believe uh, Podcast Network. Also, follow us on our social media platforms. My Instagram is samtiger underscore agent. And on Twitter, samtigermanagement. My, my Instagram is Higgins Success, right? On, uh, on Twitter, you can find me at TheMegazoe, D-A underscore megazo all right again shout out to nfl draft diamonds for you know obviously supporting us we appreciate it and as always help me help you show me the money listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube